guys. Welcome to this week's Rewind episode of Between You and Me. This week we talked to my friend John DeBiazzi. I had so much fun talking to him. You probably picked it up on the podcast. There was a lot of laughter. And I mean, I always laugh a lot, but I had to cut out a lot, mainly because I felt really comfortable around John because we've communicated for so many years. He had some really interesting things to say, and I was actually really sad I had to cut a lot out for you guys. So I want to take this behind-the-scenes episode uh, and give you guys a chance to sort of hear a little bit more about what he thinks about cynicism in the industry. He tells me about a really funny interview he had once with Larry the Cucumber, and then I'm going to rewind and tell you guys more about the summer selection. Let's start by taking a listen to John's thoughts on how he overcomes cynicism in his own life. The fact that John opened up actually really helped me to open up as well. So if you keep listening, you'll actually hear the story of why I started the podcast and the actual events in Nashville that sort of made me think that maybe I had to work through my own cynicism. So this is John DiBiazzi, and he is speaking about cynicism, what it means to work in the industry, and how you get over the stuff that hurts. So um, circling back to then, how do you, yeah. you know, find if someone's genuine i don't know i mean um i guess it's through interaction and it's through um just being uh cautious yourself and um you know just trying to be honest yourself and and worrying about how you conduct business or how you conduct um a ministry and how you are representing the gospel um i've met even not in Christian music. I've met plenty of believers that, you know, um, they'll say one thing, but then like, as soon as they're, as soon as you remove them from Bible study setting, they're, they're completely different person. And you're like, Whoa, you know, how can you do that? And then that makes me self-conscious like, okay, I don't ever want to preach something and then not practice it. You know, I might, that just might make me more quiet to be like, I have to really be careful about what I say and do Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly beating myself up about not being able to measure up to what I think, you know, we're supposed to look like as Christians or something, you know? Um, But yeah, I'm rambling. Sorry. (laughs) No, um, never have to apologize. I followed that and I really appreciated it. Um, I think only purely because when I I lived in Nashville for uh, about six months last year. um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And I loved it. It was brilliant. Um, but in that time, I befriended people who were part of the industry just because it's Nashville. They're just there. Um, and yeah. I found myself disillusioned with, with the industry because you would hear stories and you would hear how your friends had yeah. gotten hurt or how people would act and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I found that I was going to a church full of Christian music artists because Nashville. Um, and I actually, yeah. I was making fun of making fun of the industry, which I am technically a part of because I review things. And I actually had right, exactly. right? I had a pop artist who is secular, quote, unquote, come to me and say to me, oh, just be careful how loud you say that. We literally have people around us. And I look behind me and there is uh, Michael Tate from DC Talk behind me. And he, th- I know, and, and I realised now, thank God he didn't know who I was and couldn't hear me. But I realised yeah. when, when she was saying that, I was like, wait, I need to keep myself in check um, because if I'm fueling the cynicism in this industry, as well than I'm just adding to how toxic it is um yeah which is why I started this um so I appreciate it um and I actually (laughs) wanted to ask how how do you wrestle with that cynicism and keep it from I suppose nearly clouding your faith or clouding your relationship with the church and God's people 
I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a daily process. I think, you know, um, um, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is also trying to, um, re center myself. Like I'll, I'll end up listening to a lot of music that, that first inspired me, you know, and the worst though is when you listen to something that first, like that really inspires you. And then someone emails you, <laughs> And they're like, you wouldn't believe what this artist did. Blah, blah, oh, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, you know, like we had, to yourself. Se- seriously, we had posted something about an old artist and I got all of a sudden got all these old or not all these old, all these emails from people that are like, how could you possibly promote this artist? And I'm like, well, first of all, didn't know about this kind of wish I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I-, I don't know why you think I would know about this, but, um, yeah, it's like I, you know, there's certain music that I listen to that I only hear as my original 14, 15, 16 year old self before I started listening to music with a critical ear, you know, back when I didn't know about the Christian music industry and I didn't know about, um, you know, just the the two sidedness of two facedness or whatever of, of certain things and certain people. Um, so you know, I think it, part of it is, is just trying to, um, not lose the plot and like, um, you know, uh, rem- remind, remember and remind and remember why, remind yourself and remember why you do what you do. And, um, if there's 10 crummy people, maybe there's one that's really worth, you know, like in, yeah. like inspires you and really worth doing this continuing to do this for or even if even if there isn't if there seems like there isn't anything worth doing it for anymore it's doing it for god and doing it because um there are people out there that still are looking for good music and you know we can focus on the artists that still um that still connect with us or in my case, you know, maybe there's some artists that really connect with other staff, you know, I mean, I do have artists Mm -hmm. that I love and will continue to love until they stop making music. And then even after they stop making music, but like, you know, for me, it's these days, it's probably Stephen Chris Chapman and Switchfoot and, you know, need to breathe and artists like that, that have been around a little while and have touched, you know, me through, um, through the years. I mean, I've been listening to Switchfoot since I was 17. So the fact that there's a band out there that's still making music that still is affecting me is awesome and so like they're still one of my favorite bands just 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 trying not to um worry too much about necessarily what other people are doing and that's always something i you know at first when i was younger it was easier and i'd be like oh how can how can um whether it's a family member or somebody get so bitter about what other people are doing you know and then you might get (laughs) uh the knife twisted a little bit in your back enough that you're like well this stinks you know i don't i don't understand how someone can you know do that and then say that you know they're just two different things and it's hard to not let that affect you um but you know it's at the end of the day i think it's our responsibility to not let that affect us too much and to um yeah uh work at it at focusing on um, on our own spiritual life, on our own family, on our own work, what we're doing. Um, because at the end of the day, we're responsible for what we're doing. We're not responsible for 
um, necessarily for what another person's doing. Um, and yeah. I guess that's what I try to focus on. Uh, I, I still would like to, some days I, I wish I was still fat, dumb and happy and didn't, <laughs> and, and just listen to music yep. as a listener, you know, <laughs> but it's all, it's, yeah. it is what it is. And I just hope that whatever we do can actually help the, um, the music industry and help um, further God's kingdom and glorify his name and not add to the problem, you know. So you guys know how at the end of every episode, I asked my guest three random questions. And with John, because he's a journalist, I thought it would be fun to ask him about his favorite interviews that he's done. He brought up some really fun ones, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman, legendary, uh, Family Force 5, super fun. Then he brought up Larry the Cucumber. Now I had to cut that purely because the interview was too long. But if you know me in real life, a Larry Boy fangirl, I actually named my first car after Larry. You can tell that I grew up in a Christian home and I could be really, really ashamed of that fact right now. But let's be real. It's Larry the Cucumber and he is a legend, even if he's animated and not real. So this is a sneak peek of what John told me about his interview with Mike Narocki, who was actually Larry the Cucumber. There was also that one time that I interviewed Larry the Cucumber. That was pretty fun. <laughs> you got to interview Larry? Yeah. Sorry, you can tell I grew up in yeah, a Christian it's, family. It's, Larry it's actually on It's on JFH. What's funny is the publicist had contacted me and was like, hey, would you like to interview Mike Naraki as Larry the Cucumber? And I'm like, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, sure. And so then when, when Mike... <laughs> call i think mike had to call me or something like that when i got on the phone with mike he asked he's like so am i doing this as me or larry and i'm like i was told i was interviewing larry and he's like okay let me see if i can find him <laughs> and, and it was great it was, you know like i actually put the audio for the interview on the site too you should listen to it it's pretty amazing so and mike kind of slips in and out That's of the larry enough. voice but it's pretty great you know it, it's really fun and i think That's i ended up laughing in the interview brilliant. too because it's just like I'm interviewing Larry the Cucumber. Like, that's just amazing. When I asked John about his favourite upcoming artist, I was really surprised when he couldn't come up with anyone off the cuff. John is all over new music. So the fact that he struggled to find an artist that he was really excited about really did surprise me. Now, he does mention a few names in our conversation, uh, talks about a couple of upcoming bands, as well as some artists like Mac Powell, who have actually come from bands like Third Day and are now doing a solo thing, which we see so often in Christian music. What you didn't hear was that he actually kept going and discussing the Christian music industry and why he thinks there actually isn't that much exciting music at the moment. He talks a little bit about the worship genre and why it doesn't excite him and gives a throwback to Audio Adrenaline because, you know, his favourite bands. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot of new artists I've been able to, because it just seems like labels are not really, I mean, I know there's a lot of indie stuff too, um, but as far as new talent from labels, like, Labels aren't really trying, aren't really taking a chance. So it's kind of like every new artist sounds like something else that's already out and already doing well. So like, um, yeah. every new artist is pretty much a worship artist and is going to fit on on CCM radio. And they're all trying to make just singles. And yes, it's I hate to say it, but it's kind of boring. And I, I've never loved, I've never 
loved or gravitated towards the worship music sound. So I've in the past and even now, I I like a good worship album that doesn't sound like worship music. So like when Audio Adrenaline did Lift uh, as an album, that was like my quintessential worship album because it didn't sound like worship music and it wasn't typical. And it, at the time was my favorite band. Um, uh, but I mean, it's not guaranteed that yeah. if a band you like does a worship album, it's going to sound good. I've, I've heard other ones that were like, meh, I, you know, I don't love this. Before I sign off every interview, I like to ask my guest if I've missed anything. Now, I was taught to do that at uni by a lecturer because they told me sometimes you can find out really interesting stories and often like the best, most crucial parts of an interview come right at the end when the person has their guard down and they have a story to share that you maybe didn't even think of or perhaps didn't even think they would be comfortable sharing. I did that with John. And it was actually a really sweet moment because he took the opportunity to say thank you to Jesus Freak Hideout's fans and friends. If you've been reading Jesus Freak Hideout for years, this is for you. If anybody's listening and and has um, ever even visited Jesus Freak Hideout, thank you. And and if you don't realize we're actually still here, we are. And um, and the site is finally mobile friendly, which I'm very excited about. It took me a while to to figure it out and, and do it myself <laughs> um it's not perfect i know that i'm still fixing things but uh but at least it's still mobile friendly yeah we we're, we'll hopefully be around as long as uh the lord will allow us to and want us to um but yeah thank you that that, that was this is really cool i appreciate it it is time for The Rewinds, where I get to do my favourite thing, look at the music that was played through the episode, and tell you all about the playlist. Now, you guys will have noticed that when I interview a particular musician, we play their music. But when it comes to someone like John, who isn't a musician, but writes about music, I have a little bit more creativity and liberty to choose songs which I hope reflect him and his journey. So, track one was a new one by the Newsboys, The Greatness of Our God. Now, if you've been following Christian music, even ironically, you will have noticed that recently the Newsboys reunited. By that I mean every single original member is back on board. We have Michael Tate and Peter Furler actually, you know, like leading the band, which is just mind-blowing. In the world of Christian music, you may not care, but, you know, just appreciate this moment for what it is, guys. It's iconic. Let the whole world see Ideally, because John is talking about so much 90s Christian music and his favourite bands, I would have loved to have done tons of throwbacks and old songs uh, for this episode. Sadly, I can't do that because of licensing, but there was one track that came up in my library that is iconic and has a bit of a history to it. I can only imagine is probably one of the most well-known Christian songs ever. And of course, it was remastered and redone by Mercy Me for the I Can Only Imagine movie recently. So, obviously, I had no choice but to include it in this episode, which discussed all great sick Christian music. Surrounded by your glory, one will my heart feel when I dance for you, Jesus. 
I speak to artists, one name that keeps coming up as someone super influential in their careers and for fans is Plum. So I felt like I really had to include one of Plum's latest tracks, Crazy About You, in this playlist. Take another chance, take another chance on my love. You guys will remember that one of John's most memorable interviews was with the legendary Stephen Curtis Chapman. So of course I had to include one of his latest songs on the podcast. This is Remember. I can hear them saying, remember the way he led you up to the top of the highest mountain. song is such a jam which is why it ran longer than most of the songs on here but if you don't walk away with a swing in your step after hearing Stephen Curtis Chapman I mean it's the same chord progression every time but man he's good at it right okay next track is one of my favorites Need to Breathe is a phenomenal band and it's also one of John's favorites so here is their track from the album Hard Love it is called Testify let go out this episode with John DiBiase, I chose one of my favourite bands and one of his two unashamedly. It is Switchfoot and this is a song from their previous album. It's called Bull in the China Shop and it is from Where the Light Shines Through. I wanna rock this that's a rewind for today gang i hope you enjoyed it i love geeking out over music especially when i get to curate my own playlist thank you john for giving me the freedom to do that it's so fun i hope today gave you quite a few throwbacks and a little bit of an education in old school christian music sadly i couldn't put any audio adrenaline in i'm sorry john but you know you win some and you lose some i want to give you guys a huge huge thanks for being supporters of the podcast you make this possible i love what i do it's amazing to be able to do this sustainably because you guys support it so thank you from the bottom of my heart and from the team at jesus wired we love what we do and i'm so glad that i can share this behind the scenes with you uh, now please keep tuning in keep an eye on your inbox for next friday's episode it is going to be pretty great uh, in the meantime enjoy Remember that you can download all the songs that we played in this week's pod on iTunes and you can actually find the links below in our synopsis. All right. If you have something you want to say to me, call me, beat me or just tweet me. Oh my gosh, it rhymes. Mind blown. Tweet me at Between You Me Pod. We're the same on Instagram as well. And if you want to catch up on old episodes, you can do it on iTunes and Stitcher and all sorts of places or you can just go to our website. 
betweenyouandmepod.com. And that's and with like an A-N-D, not the fancy sign. It gets complicated, but it just looked better in a logo, so go with it, guys. <laughs> okay, that is it for this week's Rewind. I will see you next week, guys. Can't wait. Bye.